ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Sir Caesars, and it's episode 75 of the Caesars Show. I am back, and I'm better than ever. I know it's been a while. I haven't recorded an episode since March the 9th. It's been a whole month, and, you know, I just want to try something new, you know, since we're practicing the social distancing, you know, what I want to do is I want to try to record podcasts remotely from my home. And what other way, what better way than to invite a special guest? But before we invite this special guest, I want to rehash episode 74. So when it was episode 74, wow, it feels like Stone Ages. Um, it was me and Trey, obviously, and we talked about Kenny Atkinson getting fired, um, LeBron James, um, you know, just dominating over that weekend. Um, and, you know, the Clippers, Lakers, uh, you know, part three. So it's just crazy how things have took a turn. But hope you guys have been patient. Hope you have hope you guys have been, you know, doing other things to keep yourselves busy. So let's get into it. Yep. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we live now. We live now. What's good, brother man? No much, man. No much, man. I was really good with it. Um, I'm good, man. I, I've been chilling. Uh, I was just telling the audience uh, for my like little pre-record, I introduce everybody like I normally do. And okay. I was just telling them we haven't recorded an episode since March the 9th. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> we're only hit like a bag of bricks. Yeah, bro. That, that joint's been crazy, man. But, but how you been? How you been, man? Man, I'm, uh, I'm good, bro. The, the, the time off involuntarily has been um has been both a challenge and a uh, and a reward in, in a way if you can say yeah. that I, I guess um so just you know diving deeper into self into little things and having time to actually think and breathe instead of like the go 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 pace of life and mm-hmm. at the same time you know just you know thinking about what's after this trying to plan do this and being productive I don't really fall into the yo, everybody, yo, you got to, you know, be productive today. It's like, you should be productive, but you need to also move at your own pace and grow at your at your own, you know, will to grow, per se. Life's going to force you to grow regardless, but uh, you, should, you should also take this time to acknowledge that this is a pandemic, and at the same time, it's, it is a blessing, and, you know, and not so much of a blessing that we have a little bit of time for ourselves. So I'm, I'm, I'm making it, bro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the only thing we can do, you know. <laughs> we're going to look back at this and be like, damn, we really went through this. We went through a lot of things since, you know, you know, since we've been 90s babies as well, too. Yeah. So it's been pretty crazy. Uh, I think the hardest thing with me is, like, I've started working remote. So the hardest thing is actually, like, trying to balance work mixed with creativity because now it's like I was so used to going to an office environment every single day and then um, mm-hmm. in my office every single day at my crib now. So it's human nature to kind of get a little comfortable. So I say that first week I started working remote, it was good. You know, I still had that mentality. And then, you know, I, I kind of got a little lazy. I was in my crib and whatnot. Then I was like, yo, something just switched. I was like, yo, it's time for me to get it rolling. So it's been pretty good these last, this last two weeks for real, for real. I see you grinding. I see you grinding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look a little light out here, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I've been in the sun, but it really it must be some good lighting. It must be great lighting. I don't usually look in light skin. Definitely, in the, we're in like April, damn near May. I mean, if you fast forward, yeah. but nah, like, it's good lighting. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Man. Man, hit the yeah. follow button. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, um, this is just a this is just an improv episode. Like I said, this is the first time recording something remote. You know, trying to be quarantined up, trying to trying to you know play it safe. And uh, I think the governor said what June 9th is when VA is going to be done sick. with everything. It I'm is pretty sick. Up two months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Lord knows what people are going to be doing right when we can actually be in the public it's everywhere. Gonna it's going to be crazy. Yeah, I, I tell everybody, it's like, I'm going straight to D.C., spending oh, the weekend in my brother's crib. Too. Yeah. <laughs> going to museums and then going bar hopping. Bro, what? And then, and then even Sunday. Sunday's going to be popping. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. Every day. Every day. Every, every single day, every single day. But yeah, I was telling him um, the last time we recorded was that weekend that LeBron went stupid against the Bucks and against the Lakers. So we were like, "Yo, is he is he going to be MVP? Like, like what's going on with it? Can he actually get him fired?" It's just crazy how like fast forward a week later, that Thursday we heard Rudy Gobert was feeling a little sick, and then they paused the game for a little bit. Then we found out that he got tested positive for the coronavirus. It's crazy because a couple of days before yeah. that, he was poking fun at everybody. And then he was like, all like this with the mic. And then he walked out. I was like, dude, what are you doing? So it's kind of crazy. Like, once that happened, I knew all major sports were going to get canceled, bro. Like, it was literally yeah. like a domino effect. Everything just started falling. It was crazy. Bro, I'm saying, like, I don't know. I just saw that, and then they made Rudy Gobert the scapegoat. Yes, he didn't take it seriously, but at the same time, he wasn't ground zero. He wasn't the originator of the virus. He might have been mm-hmm. the spreader in his little, you know, the ecosystem that he was in, but it was yeah. like, yo, like, oh, my gosh, and then boom, boom, boom. They canceled, started canceling <laughs> NBA games and canceled the VCU, uh, not VCU tournament, but the A-10 tournament, which was the VCU tournament, per se, and mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, and then March Madness, and then they started canceling jobs. I was like, bro, this is a snowball. It's not going to get any better anytime soon. Yeah, bro. It's it's crazy. Like, I was being optimistic. I was like, you know, it's not going to be, you know, coming back in May. You know, that's what we're going to be doing now, bro. And I feel like, I mean, they're, they're saying they put it on, they're postponing it right now, but yeah. it's looking like it might lean towards getting canceled. I don't want that to happen because I just feel like we have to have a 2019, 2020, um, you know, champion. You know what I'm saying? We can't just have an asterisk. Could you imagine that in the history beer. books? Yeah, Could just imagine completely that? cut off. <laughs> it's like, yo, like, what are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't know. And, and I made a video last week, and I basically said, uh, if the regular season resumes at some point in the near future, the foreseeable future, what we should do is have two weeks of training camp, and have the training camps over with, uh, we should probably have about five to ten regular season games just to get them in shape and whatnot. And then to make it exciting, I wanted it to be a plan for the eighth seed for the Western Conference. So I think Memphis was eight, nine was, I want to say nine was Portland. Portland. And I think 12 was San Antonio. Then I think 10 was the Pelicans and 11 was Sacramento. So basically, the Memphis will get a bye. And then you have a little bracket. So Portland will be playing San Antonio and then, and then uh, Memphis will be playing Memphis will be playing um, the Pelicans. So it's one and done, kind of like NCAA. So the winner plays the winner and then they play each other. And then Memphis 
will basically automatically have a bye and not worry about playing those teams. So Memphis will play the winner of that mini tournament in a best out of three. And whoever wins that best out of three will get the AC and then we can just, just go straight into the playoffs. Now, as far as seven games, so I'll do best out of three just for Memphis versus the winner okay. to get that AC. Now, after that, obviously, we have one through eight East, one through eight West. Now, it's trying to figure out, do we have – a five-game series, or do we keep it at the same more the same format as seven-game series? Because if it's a five-game series, then it's probably going to be one, 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 one. But I feel like if it's a seven-game series like before, then it's probably going to be what two, two, one, one, one. So I'm yeah. trying to think. It's probably going to be seven games because if you're traveling back and forth each game, that's that's a lot. I, I like I like the sound of that. I think, um, and I. I have an opinion about just the whole league and coming back, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll give my possible uh, possible scenario where they come back. So I like the plan theory. That's great. Um, okay. Also, the augmented games as well. I mean, augmented, uh, you know, best out of, out of three or best out of yeah. five or whatever like that. And I think uh, the biggest thing would be maybe – I know – the NBA probably already had like sites and stuff like that. So they could have really tried to scramble and stuff like that. And it's probably money for those locations. So I'm not sure like the owners might, you know, get together and be like, yo, like we really need this or yada, yada, like that. Maybe you find a neutral site. You might, you might go to the neutral sites or yeah. if, if the, the virus is still a concern, have them played in college arenas and have more media and like, you know, essential personnel. If that's going to be the case, if it's mm-hmm. coming back full force, then all right, let's, Let's salvage some of our NBA arenas and TV deals and so on and so forth because that's the big thing. You want to get us televised. You want to make sure everybody's going to make money before off of these games is still possibly going to make money as far as the channels, the stations, the the quote-unquote locations. All right, so we get salvaged like that. But my thing is maybe we could you say, hey, this is scrapped. We weren't going to make any money before, uh, just scrapping this. So maybe we can get some neutral sites. So maybe yeah. at the home of a team that is not in the playoffs, so Madison Square Garden, the Knicks are nowhere near the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? That's the mecca of basketball. Why not have all the games there? Or, or you know, something like that in a way. Uh, and coming down to it, I would have all the series augmented. So maybe the best out of five, best out of three. My, my personal opinion, maybe best out of three. And it might not speak to the full Dude, basketball. That's, that's tricky. If best, <laughs> best out of three would be kind of lit because then that shit's up for grabs. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> That's literally up for grabs. You you you, add, you have to go with the stakes, right? So this stuff has already been botched. All right, well, we're not going to get a super clear indicator of who's the best team in the league regardless because we don't have the locations. We don't have the infrastructure just to put it together like it would be a regular tournament. So yeah. we're going to call this the 2019-2020 NBA basketball season tournament. We can't even say finals at this point. It's a That's rebrand. Crazy. That's it's a crazy. rebrand. You know? Yeah. So let's run with it. Let's go best out of three, best out of five. Or we'll say best out of three for the first two rounds or so. And then last you go best out of five. Maybe the finals. Do Maybe conference finals and the finals. We can do best out of five or best out of seven. Best out of seven. Yeah. That's, yeah. I like that. I actually like that. I actually like that a lot. Um, and um, that, and, and it, takes, it takes away. It doesn't hurt, you know. People have been sitting around. We're, we're, we're concerned about injuries. It's like, no, let's. Let's ease them into it. And, uh, yeah, I think I think something like that. And it's an opportunity to rebrand. It's an opportunity to really be like, yo, we're flexible. We can still have fun. And even though we know people are going to look back at this and always say, oh, yada, 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 this, that, and the third. But also it gives 
the the pros uh, more of a, a do or die type, and, and and it might be not be the best wording for it with all the stuff going on. But but you know, it's a it's a do or don't kind of scenario. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, for sure. And it's a, it's, a, it's a new thing. So, uh, but sorry to be long winded in this one, <laughs> and I'll and I'll stop after this. But but the league should not come back for the 2019-2020 season. Yeah, I mean, it's too risky. I mean, if we can find a way to nationalize testing so that everyone can essentially get it and then we can know what to do as far as like isolation and quarantining goes, that would be ideal. Um, obviously, you know, we're trying to be equal, so it Unless wouldn't make sense to just have the – Yeah, it wouldn't make sense for the, the NBA to, you know, test them first and then test the, the general public. So I like yeah. the idea of – a neutral site. They actually talked about maybe in Vegas, they have a couple of gyms over there. So maybe they could treat it like an NCAA style format and everyone who's been tested and only, you know, select amount of people as far as like the officials, coaching staff, uh, media can only be there. No fans at all. I'm cool with that. And then we can just have something where we have like a, a virtual fan base or something like that, where you hear the crowd um, kind of get that environment. So that would be kind of dope. What were you about yeah. to say? Uh, I was saying unless by the will of God, uh, this virus ends in the next two or three weeks, and the playoffs don't start until late April, early May, anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and and by the will of God, that will have to happen. And you still have to do like the augmented stuff because I don't believe in throwing players right back into it because they've been not per se sitting around, but they've been sitting around just like everybody else, you know. Yeah. And it it is not fair. It's not fair to the players that were playing the game the right way. When I say the right way, I mean rookies don't understand the league like veterans understand the league and yeah. like i don't believe john morant and 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 i'm just throwing out names here for the for, for the rookie bet comparison but i don't think he was coming and protecting himself and playing the long game as much as a lebron was and we can yeah. both agree on that you know lebron's yeah. been to the playoffs damn near 16 17 seasons John Morant's better year, for his yeah. first playoff spot, just using all his energy, his legs. LeBron had a lot left in the tank, even being 35. We don't know how the, the longevity of the season and the NBA was going to affect somebody like a rookie John Morant or a second-year player that was just, you know, still trying to trial and error the, the conditioning that it takes to play in the league regular season and in the postseason as well, which is 18 times more intense. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't think you can throw people right back in that fire because it does it's not the same benchmark, it's not the same parameters. You're you're giving advantages and disadvantages to, to you know people that have never had to go through that process and you, you're not being fair to the veteran that's in his eighteenth season or in his you know, his fifteenth season and and possibly not being fair to the rookie that's in his first season and doesn't know when he's about to get hit by a bag of bricks when it comes to the playoffs, you know, so I, I just don't think you can salvage that at all. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that as well, too. So luckily, you know, some, <clears throat> you know, players who are veterans in the NBA have way more money, obviously, not on a rookie scale contract or um, NBA veterans minimum contract. So they have a lecture having access to a gym, indoor, outdoor. I don't really know if there's anything going, going on behind closed doors or they're allowed entry into a local gym or something like that. I doubt it. But I was just, for instance, watching Steph Curry's um, Instagram Live video, and he had like a little trivia up there. And uh, he was, he, uh, I think he called in Mo Bamba, and they said literally like, I think 
either the owner or just the organization in general just shipped gym products to his crib. I was like, that's, oh, wow. that's pretty dope. So they have no excuse not to, you know, lift, you know, still be on their diet and get that cardio out, cardio out outside as well, too. Um, and that made me start thinking, like, if we cancel the NBA season, what's going to happen with the NBA draft? Because first and foremost, players banked the players who the, the, the people who have the underdog mentality. We see these people yeah. through their conference play. You know what I'm saying? A conference championship game, conference tournament. And then we have the NCAA tournament. And that's where the Cinderella teams start to make it. That's when we kind of hear about these underground basketball players where we never, we normally don't hear about. And that's how they make the name. That's how they go to the league. That sucks, yeah. one. Two, if we don't finish the regular season, how are we going to determine what are the seedings as far as like the, the order for the draft as well, too? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I just thought about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that sucks. <laughs> Like, what, what would yeah, you do? Like, what would like what would you even do? As far as like, would you just be like, all right, well, everyone played the same amount of games, essentially, maybe one or two games off. Are we just gonna put the draft order like that, or are we still gonna use the ping pong balls or the probability? Like, what's going on with that? Um, sheesh. And you know, there were there was talks, or were we were we talking about it that um. We should kind of change the style of who gets the first pick, stuff like that, mm-hmm. to make the league more competitive. I think you talked about uh, that eighth seed or whatever like that, getting mm-hmm. getting the the eighth or the ninth seed or something like mm-hmm. that, getting that first that first pick. You, you know? say that or like playing in playing for the number one pick or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, we we had, we had that conversation and and that that was interesting. I think they're still looking to stuff for that, but. It still comes down to creativity. You have to you have to go be create, creative, but at the same time, not take away from the integrity of the game. And I don't know. I guess it rewards teams for tanking right now. And mm-hmm. if you're gonna, for for me, it would be the easiest and and not be a headache if we could just say, hey, you know, let's follow the process. Still, you know, let's do it. We did it last year. But going forward, we do have to put safety dams and safety nets for if something does like this happen like this. Like, this is really challenging organizations, not just the NBA, but organizations to, to have a rainy day scenario. And this is the biggest rainy day scenario. You can't play. Money's being taken up. What's going on? Because they're giving they're giving college athletes only in the spring an extra, uh, extra semester. Or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, extra year of eligibility, but it, it backslog everything. You have college. I mean, you have high school seniors going to college. You have teams that are preparing to. Oh, this guy's probably gonna be going to the draft. All right, we're bringing somebody in for him. That could mm-hmm. hurt your draft stock because the playing time is not gonna be evenly divided. And you have NBA guys that are making real, real money, and everything's just backlogged. And it's like, where do we go? We can't. And we say we're sending people here, sending people there. What do we do? Yeah, yeah talking about actual people. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about actual kids that are grinding their tail off and because of this unfortunate sign of events, then it's like, oh, well, you know, G League or, oh, well, he has to stay in college. No, maybe he doesn't have the time or the ability to stay in college. Maybe his, his people in his family need this money now. And he was thinking about, I need to go now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so for as far as the league goes, I would have to say, let's do it as we have been doing it. All mm-hmm. right, like, we we'll have to work these kids out through the draft, keep keep it going like that. 
my heart hurts for the high school and college uh, athletes that don't really know how this is going to affect them. But when it oh, comes shit. down to it, there's only one ball to go around. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's going to be an ongoing process, I guess. We really we really don't know. We're literally just going through the motions on a day-by-day basis. So um, I like how the league is trying to – Try to make basketball well. Basketball is going to be relevant regardless. The NBA is going to be relevant regardless. That's how yeah. much power you know they have. That's how much influence the players have as well too. So, um, I think they try to do a two K tournament uh, with NBA players. So I think it was like KD was in there, uh, Derek Jones Jr. was in there, Trey Young and whatnot. So they had like a live stream of that, and then Adrian Wojnarowski actually reported. Um, NBA ESPN are working on a televi- televising a horse competition. So it says the NBA and ESPN are working on televising a horse competition involving several high-profile players, sources tell ESPN. Discussions have been going on, <clears throat> discussions have been ongoing, rather, among the NBA, NBA, PA, ESPN about competition among several players in isolation, presumably using home gyms that would include them competing shot for shot in the traditional play around game, sources said. Um, how you feel about that? Uh, it's content, so I don't mind it. I mean, you gotta go get what you can get right now, and they're yeah. they're you know they're going crazy in that room, in that idea room, trying to get stuff to to play and show and get fans to do it too. So I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how like, oh, what were you about to say? I think the best thing we've gotten from all this is that they moved that Jordan documentary up. That Bulls, that dude, I was just about to say. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say, yo. I'm excited for that, bro. Um, we need that right now. We need that. We need a bag. And my brother was saying, uh, I may misquote him, but he was saying basically like the fact that there's no NBA and the media has a has a strong case for influencing people's thoughts um, and yeah. perceptions of the world and whatnot. With the younger generation who already are Team LeBron, when we see this documentary, they it's just gonna re-solidify Jordan being the GOAT. <laughs> so yeah. it's gonna yeah. be real interesting to see that as well, too, man. But I'm happy you pushed that up. I wish he I wish we could see it now. That would be dope. Um but oh wait, when is it when is it airing again? April nineteenth, I believe. Oh, that's in like two weeks. I can be jiggy yeah, with that. We're not far off. Yeah. Tom's still racing, bro. Even though we're sitting around per se, like Tom's still racing. Like, like it's and again, it's like all right. Like, uh, so before we know it, we're gonna look up and this is stuff's gonna be over. So that's why I have been trying to like stay down and like you know really work on myself. I don't want to leave this time of stillness, the same mm-hmm. person, kind of you know prepare for like the next step. So yeah, we're still rolling. <laughs> The, the, show. the wheels fall off. <laughs> the show must go on, man. The show must go on. So, um, you know, we got three Hall of Fame inductees. You know, we got Tim Duncan. Yeah, man. We got KG. Um, we got Kobe Bryant. Yeah. So we can talk about them individually. So Tim Duncan, um, you know, one of the goats himself, uh, had a pretty great career. I would have to say five-time um, NBA champion. He was a number one pick. Uh, three-time NBA Finals MVP. Two-time NBA most valuable player, uh, 15-time All-Star as well, too. So when you think of Tim Duncan, like, just describe him. Uh, when I think of Tim Duncan, I think of a basketball player. Like, just that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Basketball player. Like the, the, the thing is to put the ball in the hoop, 
and yeah. to defend the basket. And Tim yeah. Duncan did that every night in, night out. And he did mm-hmm. it, and it looked effortless. Like, yeah. when I was really becoming, like, a real Spurs fan because of their organization, because of uh, Coach Pop, and because, you know, just the way they did things. It wasn't flashy. It was, oh, they can put the ball in the hoop, and they win games. And people were mm-hmm. scared of them. People were really concerned about them. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I'll listen to all the smoke, and Kobe was talking about – they were because Matt Barnes, and uh, they asked me, yo, like, you know – how many do you think of you and Shaq would have been together? It's like, it's not even if me and Shaq would have been together. I think if we would have, I would have won just as many with or without Shaq, we were just worried about the Spurs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and Tim Duncan and Body, like, you don't think the Spurs are like, yo, this super crazy force, but they play basketball and they win games. And in the two, the top five duel of all, duo of all time in Kobe and Shaq, and even top five player in the league of all time being Kobe Bryant and all of his forms and transformations. He was eyeing the Spurs and Tim Duncan was a cornerstone of that. That, mm-hmm. that, that speaks volumes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. When I think of Tim Duncan, I think of my whole childhood. He's, you know, one of the reasons why I became a San Antonio Spurs fan. Coincidentally, my dad uh, took me to the court a few times and he would teach me post moves and he would try to show me Tim Duncan. Um, so that year they happened to beat Detroit in the 2005 finals and, you know, the rest of the system has been a diehard fan ever since as well, too. So, uh, that's pretty dope. But yeah, I think of, like you said, a basketball player, a generic ass basketball player. That's it. Mr. Fundamental. Um, he just exemplifies what it means to be an ultimate professional. You know, you don't really see him get no technicals. You don't really see him and no stirring any beef. He lets his game do the talking as well, too. And. I think a sacrifice, you know, he's one of the few players, you know, him, D-Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, who had the luxury, obviously D-Wade, you know, went to uh, the Cavs for a little bit, Chicago for a little bit, but for the most part, they had the luxury of being on one team, being in, being within one organization uh, for the entirety of their, their whole career as well, too, and when I say sacrificing, you know, they could have went elsewhere, they could have got the Supermax or anything like that, but they know that, you know, if they keep their moving pieces intact um, and take a little bit less, then they're always going to put themselves in position to compete for a title as well, too. So um, that's one of the reasons why I respect them as well, too. So um, it kind of gives me hope with smaller market teams because with San Antonio, like, aside from them, like, when you think of teams with titles, who is it? The Bulls, the Lakers, the Celtics. And every now and then you get, like, a, a team that wins a championship there, but Spurs are a level of excellence. So, um, you know, his career was dope, man. I, I actually saw myself watching the 2005 finals, 2014 finals, when we got our revenge against the Miami Heat. But 2005, man, it was number one versus number two team in the San Antonio Spurs and in Detroit Pistons, and man, he he just found a way to get through to all those bullies on the Pistons. So it's just kind of <laughs> crazy how the game has changed so much um, from being inside out to outside in now because the paint was clogged back in the day, bro. Like I was watching yeah, that joint; they weren't they weren't really that much spacing like that. I mean, you had Bruce Bone in the corner, but like that was about it. It was crazy, <laughs> and then just moving forward to the Spurs now. Going up against Miami Heat in that rematch, literally there's one person in and then all shooters outside. Like, paint was wide open. So it's just crazy how we've seen the the era change itself. But, 
you know, even moving on from there, you know, we got another player, you know, the big ticket KG. First thing I think of is anything's possible. <laughs> That's the first thing I think about. But, you know, KG had another great career, too. You know, got drafted in 1995, uh, you know, the fifth pick in the first round as well, too. And uh, he was an NBA champion in 2008, one of the first modern day, I guess, big threes pioneers for that. Obviously, it was, you know, orchestrated by Danny Ainge, their GM, but they were one of the first modern day super teams as well, too. 15-time All-Star um, as well, too. When you think of Kevin Garnett and his career, like, what stands out to you? Um, intensity and attitude. Um, he's the prototypical attitude of a competitor, and that's saying a lot about, because we've got to talk about the next guy that was on this list. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, his attitude, his his fire and his vigor, his... It wasn't nothing nice, you know. Everything KD, about KD was nasty. Even like you know, and I know I know Kobe talks some stuff, but I think KD, you know, scared people. This is communication. Like I think I think from a communication standpoint, even with his teammates and with the other team, like you were like, yo, like there's not. If you play pick up basketball with him, there's not many people that would want to play pick up basketball. Like people aren't built. Like that. <laughs> people would get a get in a fight or cry I'd be like yo we're not even trying to play like that when when it comes down to it I mean everything's fair game to say and talk about on the court as long as you're keeping it physical within the uh confines of the, of the rules and stuff like that and and but in KZ, K, KG embodied all that just like of course you don't want to get on unless you're mentally prepared to take that you know what I'm saying and that, that, that that's fun basketball for me like I don't I don't get into my, like, talking stuff back until, like, you know, I, I'm around people that can take it. That might be my friends or it might be, like, when the court's kind of dry and it's like, yo, you know, yo, you can't text me or, yo, you trash. KD was that times a trillion, you know what I'm yeah, saying? And yeah, yeah. he had the game to back it up, the athleticism. He he sacrificed from a from a, uh, from a role standpoint, you know. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to do – a whole lot, but he was going to be the enforcer. He was going to make that extra pass. He was going to finish around the basket when he needed to finish. He was going to be the toughest for his team, and that's what he was. That's what he embodied, and he was the best to ever do that. Yeah. Pure dog. Um, like you said, dog. he can get he can, he can have a mental edge over you just like that. And nowadays, they say players are a little bit more softer, so he would definitely own these kids right now, son. And he is one of the – You get a you know, for that. Yeah, I Drake. You think Draymond be wilding with text, dude? He would probably KG would lead the league in text right now, probably if he was playing in this era right now. But yeah, um, one of the you know pioneers for being like a stretch four who can handle the ball a little bit as well too. So he definitely you know made way for you know current NBA players right now too. But um, yeah, man, he was just a dog growing up as well too. So um, nothing but love and respect for KG as well too. And obviously we gotta. We got to end it with Kobe Bean. I feel like we always talk. No, like, no, even when we don't want to talk about this guy, not that there's nothing wrong with talking about him. I love Kobe. We just talk about him, you know what I'm saying? He he just exemplifies everything, you know, what what the brand of basketball stands for. But damn, man, first Kobe's death, and then we get the coronavirus and the cancellation of the league. But things, I guess, come full circle and whatnot. But Kobe Bean Bryant, man. Five-time NBA champion, Black Mamba. When you think of Kobe, what do you think of? The basketball god of discipline. He 
was stupid athletic, but that never seemed to be his edge. His edge, his edge was the preciseness. His edge was that he did outwork you, whether it be the night, the morning. And and what really gets me about, you know, everything came out after his passing. And but but it really gets me that he had the same battles and struggles and choices in life that we all have and that any Hooper has, you know, trying to get to that point. You know, he has a family. He married young. I mean, a lot so a lot of people might, you know, be faced with the choice to have a girlfriend or a significant other and a child and so on and so forth before that. But even he married young. It was a few years within the league, and he, you know, he, he married uh, Vanessa, and he had the family and stuff like that. And some people say, oh, you know, uh, our religion is kind of taking a step back, and I, 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 50-50 time with me and my family. He did that, but he got up at 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, just so he could spend quality time with his family in the center of dirt. And that takes discipline. He's the basketball god of discipline, and that could be on and off the court, you know, because – Again, he has he had the same choices. He had the same hours in the day, and I'm not trying to be one of those people. Well, you have 24 hours, nah, but <laughs> but but Kobe made the decisions based on what he wanted. He blocked out all the distractions. He took care of basketball. He took care of his family, and from what I've heard, he was the best dad he could be. He, and what we've seen, what we witnessed, what affected our lives the most was he was the best basketball player he could be as well, and that discipline is speaks for itself. Yeah. I mean, you kind of took all the words out of my mouth. You know, when I think of Kobe, I think of, like you said, God, basketball, God, discipline, um, someone who was just light years ahead of everyone, as far as just his approach to not only basketball, but like you said, his everyday routine with life, like Mamba mentality. Like when you think of Mamba mentality, like what do you think of? I think of someone who finds their passion, and then once they find their passion, they do anything in their power to continue moving forward and they take no for an answer. Obviously, in life, you know, we're going to have a lot of ups and downs, um, trials and tribulations. But what do you do from learning from those mistakes? Are you going to let those define you or are you going to, you know, rise above that as well, too? So I love that with Kobe as well. And like you said, too, it's cliche. You know, he changed his name to 24 coincidentally because there's 24 hours in a day. If I have the same amount of hours in a day as anyone else, why not utilize my time wisely? So, you know, with him is, you know, utilizing time wisely and, you know, just taking advantage of that moment as well, too. And if you truly want something, you just have to you have to be disciplined. You know what I'm saying? You have to know when to say no. That's one of the most powerful things is saying no. You know, the good times will always be there. But, you know, focus on yourself as well, too. But. Damn, I don't think we'll never we'll never have someone like him. You know, there's going to be those 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 type A players who you know want nothing but the best for themselves and just are basketball freaking natures. But there won't be another person, another individual like Kobe ever. You know what I'm saying? So it sucks that he was gone too soon. But like you said, even in our Kobe podcast, he lived his full life. He enjoyed what he was doing since he came out of the womb. You know what I'm saying? So. Is it sucks, you know, but the show must go on, right? The show must go on just like he wanted to. So yeah, yeah. so it would it would have been it would have been fired to see his Hall of Fame speech, though. I would have I would have yeah. enjoyed that one. 
Definitely would have enjoyed that one. But I, I guess KG, KG would do. You know, Tim Duncan going to be like, oh, it was good. Everything was fine. Yeah. <laughs> but KG, KG going to have to represent. So that, that's going to be lit as well, too. So that's that. But uh, yeah, before we get off the air, before we get off the show, I want to add something a little new. So who are your top 10 players of all time right now? Go ahead. Please, Louise. Top 10 mm-hmm. players of all time. No order. Uh, just 10 players. Just 10 players. Uh, Kobe. Kobe. Mike. LeBron. Uh, she's Kareem. Um, These are your favorite players. Not not necessarily the best players. Favorite. Your, your favorite. favorite players. Your, your favorite. favorite players. Yes, favorite. My favorite. So we start over. We start over. Start over. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We'll go Kobe, Mike LeBron. That's that's in stone for me. That's Mount Rushmore. Uh, AI, seven five seven kids stand up. Um, let's see. Let's see. Who else? Who else? In the league, uh, James Harden, lefties stand up. And this is of basketball I've seen. Uh, um, T Mac. A lot of people say my games a lot like T Max. And I have to do more research on them, but I like Team Mike a lot. I used to call you uh, Michael Red. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. T Mac. Um, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? T Mac, Brandon Roy. Mm. Before the knee injuries. We got a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's seven, right? Yeah, you got three more. I got three more. Um, <laughs> whew. I feel like I'm gonna miss somebody, and it's gonna. It's kill all me. good. It's all good. Um, it's all subjective. It can change it, next it, week. Yeah, it, it could change next week. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Hmm. 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 Uh. Time is I'm ticking. I'm not gonna put him on. Huh? Time is ticking. I know time's ticking. I got three more. Uh. I'm a big. I'm a big. Rust guy. I'll give it to Rust too. Um, just off his share athleticism is like oh, I'm tripping. D Rose, and I got one more. One more. Um, we'll give it. We'll give it. And this is all of basketball I've seen. Uh, you know what? Take Russ off, and I love Russ. Take Russ off and put Steve Nash up there because Steve Nash. Had a, had a this is early me watching basketball had a ridiculous run where he, he like he couldn't be stopped at all mm. and I'll put Shaq up there mm. okay I like your list yeah. we may have a couple commonalities that, that was good I like that alright so about 33% of mine is going to go towards one team so let's just get started with that team first gotta put Tim Duncan up there obviously Manu Manu of course Manu Ginobili is up there uh, yeah Tony Parker's on my list too. Um, you know why Manu's on my list? Because that time he came down in the finals and demolished Chris Bosch. <laughs> I remember Full that. Court. I remember that. I remember that. Keep going, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. So we got Tim Duncan, we got Manu Ginobili, we got Tony Parker. We obviously we got LeBron James. That's with, without a question. Derek Rose as well, too. I was shocked you may say this, but for me, Kevin Durant was on my list. Definitely KD was in my list as well, too. And just going down from that, D-Wade. 
D-Wade was my man um, growing up as well, too. There was a little moment in time where I thought he was the MJ for us for that one, two-year stint. Then from there, Russell Westbrook's in my top ten as well, too. That was a little shocking when you picked Russell Westbrook. Um, This is tenacity. The whole why not, right? Then my two (sighs) favorite players. I'm not going to put MJ there just because he's the GOAT and I really didn't get to see him play like that. I got Um, you. I got you. T-Mac as well, too. I love T-Mac growing up. And then I'm going to go with CP3. CP3, yeah. Well, CP3. Yeah. CP3 is a different beast, dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. He's, he's, been, he's, he's, been, he's been doing it, though. If I could trade somebody out for my Michael Jordan right now, uh, I'd probably trade Melo for Mike. Melo. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And cool, man. Cool. We I'm gonna write this down so I can like uh so I can run through it each week and you know for me justify why I would put those players in <laughs> and because of who I watch not for real because like a lot some of them my name solely off of like yo like but it's just it's a good so we'll we'll go each week and we'll go our top players and we'll we we'll have to keep and if we you know we can have like a board of top players and the more film we watch stuff like that we can say all right. Well, here's somebody I added into my top ten for this week, and this how I'm feeling because of this. And we're gonna we're gonna have that mm, second. That'd be dope. I like that. I like that. I like that. Cool. Well, you know, obviously, I wish you were here, but you know, gotta stay safe and whatnot. Gotta quarantine it up as well too. So, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to be on episode seventy five. And you know, we're definitely gonna yeah, record you know. another episode. I'm gonna see how this whole editing thing works. I think I figured it out, but. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Bear with me. Any last words before we end this? Uh, no, nah, man. I had to get y'all with the view one time. With the view one time, you already know what's going on. Ah, I with the view. real but, nice, real <laughs> nice. But nah, um, <laughs> shout out to the Caesar Show. <laughs> shout out to all our listeners, man. Um, uh, one love, bro. Everybody, stay safe, stay sanitized, and um, we'll be back as soon as we can. Be back for you guys, man. One love. For sure, for sure. All right, Trey. I'm gonna talk to you soon, brother. All right, my brother. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 75 of the Caesar Show. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at Sir Caesars. That's S-I-R-S-E-E-Z-U-S, trade X-X-I-V, and obviously the Caesar Show, available on all major platforms. We out.